No good, Tiger League, Empire, and everybody else. I can't name them all every week. It's just too much to fucking keep up with. We're in way too many fucking leagues. Uh, it is August 1st, and we are live from Montclair, Louisiana. I am your host, Super Duper Diggly Dave. To my left is the boy that we drink. Be drinking. Hot dog eating. You, Benny Boo, what to do? What to do? What to do? Sick Icky cannot be here with us again. He will be back soon. He's, uh... He's on, yeah, he's just not here. Uh, <laughs> he's on hiatus. Uh, reporting live from Denver, Colorado. He is the most hated man at Fantasy. Taylor Ford, what's up, brother? Ooh, what's up, Dave? Happy to be here as always. Nice, nice, nice. It's uh, another week closer. Training camp has begun. The hype is already through the roof for some of these players. It's just, and they're just not even really in pads. But I'm loving it, though. I'm loving watching the highlights of these big catches and shit. I'm enjoying it. Uh, we're going to start it off. Big news. Dak Prescott. Let's, let's just go to Wentz because Wentz might not play at all. <laughs> let's let's over Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Indianapolis goes against Wentz in offseason. Boom. Hurts his foot. Taylor, you know more, a little bit more about his foot. What's the deal with his foot? Uh, I don't think we know for sure. Apparently, it's a ligament and a bone issue. I thought it was like a list rank injury. I don't know if it is. Apparently, he says he's going to try to give it some rest and play through it. It just sounds terrible. It sounds terrible for everybody involved. Well, uh, I mean, they, when they draft Easton, they draft Easton, what, two years ago? I think it was last year. Last year? Yeah, okay. So, you know, at least he's getting the reps because it looks like Wentz, if he does come back, he won't be ready until week one. So, their backup's getting – Inside, Stevie P did say Easton's, Easton's the man up, so – Stevie P, shout out for your expertise. Yeah, you know, I've seen a lot online. It's, it's not nothing, like, it's not coming from the team or anything like that. But I, I've seen, like, maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson or maybe Gardner Minshew can get sent there. Is there a quarterback, a backup quarterback right now that y'all would like to see play for the Colts if Wentz is for sure out? Or do y'all think they just roll with Easton? I mean, it's just how much money can you tie up? They have a cap, so. But they paid Leonard. And, no, they didn't no, pay them, so they're going to have to pay him, but they're good for the year. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus, do you bring a guy in to learn the system this quick, or do you go with Easton, who knows the no, system? In the system, he's getting the reps now with the first team. I mean, I'm assuming they'll stay with that and hope that Wentz can play. What? If Carson Wentz don't play, how does that affect that. JT and I guess you'd say Pittman and T.Y. Well, I mean, we had hope for Pittman coming up. Paris Campbell's coming back. We've been waiting to see what Paris Campbell could do. T.Y.'s still there. And now we were already shaky on these three guys. And what do we do now with a second-year quarterback coming in? And what about J.T.? Now these defenses can focus on shutting down J.T. And J.T.'s going mid-first round right now. What do you think about it, Taylor? I was never sold on J.T. Everybody's thinking that J.T. has to be the guy – I'm thinking it's going to be a deep committee again. I, I just don't know what suggests that they're going to go away from Naeem Hines or they're going to go away from uh, Marlon Mack, you know, if they have value in those players. Um, so, but I don't think that they're going to trade for a guy. 
They're tired of money and Carson Wentz. They've never shown to be a team where they're going to go out and pay for a big quarterback or they're going to go out and spend this money. They signed Brett Hundley uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. So I think it is Easton's job, but this is going to be a run-heavy team without Carson Wentz. I think it was going to be a run-heavy team yeah, with Carson well. Wentz. I expect it to be even more so without him. Well, I like. I, I never thought they would just do away with Hines. I figured he would still get you. Maybe not as much as he did last year. They would give JT more of those carries because Hines got quite a few carries last year. I wasn't too sold on Marlon Mack, but now I'm thinking, yeah, maybe you know, with Marlon Mack completely healthy, maybe they, they do go just a deep committee and just and it might hurt JT in the long run. I mean, he's still gonna be good, but the hype that he was getting, like this dude was about to be top five top, quarterback. I mean, you I've know? seen him go as early as like six. In the first round, exactly. you know, and, and, and I just don't know if wait putting that much capital into him if it's going to really pay off for you. Exactly, this year, uh, especially Wentz isn't going to play. Correct, but uh, even if he gets even if he gets sixty to seventy percent of the work on the ground, is that really that valuable for fantasy in that offense? If he's getting no passing work, if, if they can't, yeah, pass if they can't move I mean, the ball and you know besides running it, what's going to happen on third down? You know, punt. You you, you get shut out, yeah, then boom, you got to punt. So defense is going to focus on stopping the run now, and, and it, you know, yeah, they have a great offensive line, but at least when Wentz there was a threat of a throw, now there's nothing, and 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 no, I, and it's not no disrespect. He he might come out and show that he's you know he's ready to go, but. It just it kind of throws a, a a wrench into what their game plan was. I'm almost positive. Like, I think I figured they'd run more, but without Wentz, it's gonna have to change up everything. Uh, okay, let's go into another big injury. Michael Thomas uh, ankle problems last year. Decided to have the surgery late. Looks like he's gonna miss half the season. It's not for sure now, but it's looking like about half the season. Definitely the month of September. Yes. Uh, so you know. We're going to talk about the NFC, so I'm not going to get too much into the Saints, uh, with you know, with the, with the Taysom Hill and the Callaways and the Harris and all that. But I just want to mention MT did get hurt. Dak Prescott did injure his shoulder. Uh, doesn't think it's serious. Should be ready week one. Does this concern any of y'all? No. I don't think so, but I think they're going to just shut him down. Like, I mean, he's ready. He's ready. Yeah, he's, he's done shown he's ready. Just take your time with it. Get him fully healthy and attack week one. Because you offense. got you Save start the, you start the year off in Tampa Bay on Thursday night. You got to have your guns blazing. You got to be ready. So nothing to hold back. There's defending Super Bowl champs. They're going to be coming with it. So if Dallas wants to try to have a jump in the season, you got to come in. You got to come in fully attack. healthy. You already got Amari on the. Is he on the pup? Yeah, Amari's on the pup. Yeah. I mean, he's always banged time. up, yeah. but I mean, you know, they're going to take it more conservative and just watch because they know what they got. I mean, it's simple as that. That's actually going to be the first thing we'll talk about. But other than that, I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's even out right now. He's on the COVID list. We're going to see that a lot in the next few exactly. weeks is COVID. The but, ones you need to worry about is the ones getting COVID right before the season starts. What's bad is you want, they want Lamar to start passing and everything, and he's not in, for, so he's going to miss the first week of training camp. Yeah. With this new incorporation, you want it just it just sets you back a little bit, you know. Yeah, it does. No worries, I don't find. But instead still. of him coming out the gate with his game plan, you're looking it might take a week or two more, you know, if Correct. he misses too much time. I think it'll be fine. There's going to be a lot of COVID still going on. Teams are going to have to forfeit if too many players catch it. Uh, and also, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are back in. Yes, yeah, that's the big news. Aaron Rodgers uh, and Devontae are playing for Green Bay this year. Uh, Totally adjust. As far as it goes, Taylor, to you, Devontae is your number one receiver for the year right now? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Aaron Jones Jones moves in probably to my top six now. Seven or six, I'd say. 
He was right there outside, having around nine, ten. But yeah. just with this news, I'm moving back up. And uh, Randall Cobb. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers ain't Cobb. playing unless Cobb comes too. And we'll get, we'll get more into that, I guess, <laughs> when we get to that team. Uh, one more thing I want to mention. We did a tight end show last time. Uh, on this show, we guaranteed Zach Ertz would not be in Philly. People don't worry about Zach Ertz. Dallas got us a man to get. Zach Ertz has returned to the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> looking like, like he's Slim gonna, Shady. Yeah, looking like Slim Shady. Uh, does this, I mean, fuck. They're still saying Dallas got us a tight end one but on the team. But how does this affect I, I don't want no part of God or not. I was kind of skeptical on him just to see how the offense I mean, be, do you still think that I mean, maybe Ertz gets flipped before the season? They've had a long time to trade Ertz, and he decided to come back. I think he's there. Nobody wants him at his age and with the money. It, nobody wants him right now. He's going to be an eagle this year. We thought they would get a trade done. They couldn't. He's like 29. He's 30. 30, okay. Kelsey's 31. But he's taking a step. Thirty, yeah, thirty-three. But That's Travis right. Kelsey has continued to show greatness throughout his older age. It's sad that we saw thirty-three. I'm talking about these motherfuckers being old. But Ertz took a step back the last couple of years. He had one big season a couple of years ago and has not been able to produce since. So maybe it's just him slowing down with his age, not being able to do what he used to do. I mean, it sounds crazy as he's thirty years old, but at his age, with the, the lack of production he's been doing, he still wants to get paid big. He's not going to get that, and teams don't want to give up so much for Zach Ertz. And it showed. That's why they've been on the trade block forever. But I did want to mention, because we damn near guaranteed Zach Ertz would not be there. And he fooled the whole – and it wasn't just us. You looked anywhere in the world, they said he was going to be gone. He's back. He's back. Uh, other than that, that's about all the headlines I got. Is there anything you all want to talk about before we carry on with the show? Travis Kelsey is 32 years old. 32. 32. And he plays like he's fucking 25. He got the gold, he got the gold cleats in 99 Madden. That's it, bro. Did you see those Madden rankings with the running backs? They got more than higher yeah. than JT. Yeah, that's uh, that can't be real, is it? I don't know. <laughs> well, you see, you got to think about this: is that it's an average of different stuff. If Marlon Mack is is he's averaging better in pass catching stats and different stuff like this, and you know JT is really good at one or two things, then it could average out like. But the, don't forget, JT had thirty over thirty catches last year. Yes. Not With Naeem Hines. Hines was used heavily last year. But Campbell was out, which they needed Hines. That's two catches a game. Okay, but for a guy that's not – I mean, yeah, he's not going to be a 50, 60-catch guy. But, dude, I mean, you're getting 30 extra, 36 extra points, and that was on a his rookie year. If they want to incorporate him as a three – Exactly. Yeah, their plan was from yeah, what everybody's saying. as well. Is Marlon Mack this good? Or is it just offensive line making Marlon Mack this good? JT is a great fucking running back, and it, it helps him to have that great offensive line. But is Mack really that good of a guy? Or is it more like well, a he short yardage? He doesn't have to be that good. He doesn't have to be that good. He just has to be good enough to take away five to ten carries or three to four catches a game to take enough away from JT where he's a disappointment, where he's being drafted. And that's what Wentz out. I'm afraid it might actually – I could see him getting five carries a game, unfortunately. But time will tell. Time will tell. Let's see what Wentz does. Uh, like I said, training camp's been going on. A lot of hype. If y'all don't watch training camp, y'all don't have to. Y'all can read about it and shit, but it's pretty interesting to, to read some of these reports from guys y'all don't fucking know about. Uh, something to look into. I like it. I'm just a fantasy nerd, I guess, but I enjoy it. Who's your top guy from training camp? My top guy from training camp? 
so far yeah, has been put up. Top Buzz guy, like, like the Buzz, you like, damn. C.D. Lamb. Yes. C.D. Lamb is looking. C.D. Lamb. Bruh, this dude looks just. C.D. will C.D. will be the number one receiver on that team at the end of the year. I promise you. Not taking away from Cooper or nothing, but the way Cooper comes banged up and everything, dude, C.D. is When just, they drafted C.D., we was like, damn, this dude's going to be great in that offense. And, bruh, this is it. You know, his first year he was doing good with Dak. He and he plays from the over. slot. So, yeah, I mean. Bruh, it's. Good goal. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about it right now. So since we're, since we're jumping off the gate, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to break down the NFC, the whole NFC conference right now. Run it team by team, kind of let you know. Not necessarily sleepers, but not necessarily the big names. Just know the other players on the team who could take a step up, who could make a little relevancy in fantasy, and uh, give you a little bit. Something to look into. A little insight for the deeper rounds. It's good to know people other than the number one receiver and the number one running back. So, so off top, we're not going to talk about CD because we know. We know CD, yeah. Cooper, we know Zeke. We know that's going to happen. Boom, bang. Okay. The two for me would have to be, in, I mean, you could throw Tony Pollard into it. We should talk about giving Tony Pollard more reps. Correct. This year, just so, to save Zeke. But in the passing game that it comes down to, Especially if Cooper just gets plagued with injuries, and it just it makes me nervous. I know it's it's he always does this, but it's, it's early to start with this shit with an ankle, and he already is. And you got Michael Gallup, bro, who He's has taken there. another step. So Michael Gallup com- proves year in year out that he is a reliable receiver. Three on this team, but two, he could be possibly a starting receiver in other places. Yeah. I love Michael Gallup. I've been liking him. He's a, he's, he's a good football player, and they want to talk about incorporating him more. It comes into a bad thing, though, because how many mouths can you feed? Yeah. Because you also got Blake Jarwin. That's Do another we? guy. Do we? Blake Jarwin's going to beat out Heat for that fucking job, man. Schultz ain't there no more? Huh? Schultz, I mean. That's Schultz, I'm about I mean. to say, Schultz. yeah, I thought we were talking about Schultz. Yeah, because yeah, they really like Dalton Schultz. They do, but they said Jarvis already making strides to pass him up. So out of those, out of those, those group of guys, Taylor, who do you see being the most that could really fantasy impact your team? Uh, barring barring injuries. Gotta be Michael Gallup, yes. especially when you consider his ADP. Correct. I mean, when when you consider where you can get him, I, ADP is tough for me to look at and be like. Hey, this is where I want to take this player. Correct. I think ranking players and then kind of going from there is a much better way to do it. But gotta be Michael Gallup. There's not too many teams number three receivers that I would wouldn't mind having on my bench. Just correct that I can plug and play with confidence in certain matchups. Hope you know, feeling like he can catch a bomb or two. But yeah, I do like Michael Gallup. Uh, the tight end thing is interesting to me. I know the Jarwin hype was big last year, but there is a lot of miles to feed, and I, I don't think. I'm not too concerned about the tight end in Dallas. How, how do you feel about the tight ends in Dallas? Taylor, you want any part of that? Oh, man, it's tough. I feel like one of them can emerge. One of them can be good in that offense. I mean, I, I just yeah, Blake Jarwin, but then Dalton Schultz. One of them is going to emerge, but to take a dart throw on draft day, I don't yeah. know. They're probably not even drafted. No, I, I think they split. I think they split. The load everybody expected Jarwin to get last year, I think him and Schultz split that load this year. They're both going to be okay tight ends. Good tight ends in real life, but not nothing you want to get to. Well, that's just it. I mean, yeah. they want to get the defense better. They drafted strictly for to get, improve the defense. They had Dak throwing the ball a million times a game last year to come off the start. They want to establish the run back with Zeke and incorporate Tony Pollard. So, if the defense can take a small step forward, 
and get the offense back on the field more to where they can run the ball a little bit more. That's where it just goes to. I mean, you got you got Zeke who's going to catch you close to 50 balls out the backfield if he's healthy and plays the full season. You got CD and Lamb that's going over 120 targets each. And then you got Gallup. So, like you said, you know, unless the defense stays the same and they're just always coming from behind, it's going to be really hard to incorporate a solid tight end or constant that you could consistently play in confidently. Yeah, yeah you know? confidently. So, yeah, I definitely agree with Michael Gallup on this one. And I know I'm not going to talk about big names unless it's something like this because, like I said, this ain't the show for that. But just a quick question. We've seen the report. They want to give Zeke – limit Zeke's reps. At the beginning. To, at the beginning to save for playoff time. It, it, you know, people are drafting Zeke thinking he's, he lost some weight. You know, he looks better in shape. Everybody thinks he's going to shake back. But do you all believe Tony Pollard will carve up, carve up a big enough role to take away from where you're getting Zeke right now? I don't know because cause Zeke's followed man to the end of the, the first, sometimes into the early second. So, I mean, it, it just depends, really. I mean, that's not horrible value because I still see Zeke being over 300 touches total. Yeah. You know? That's um, yeah, just – we've known Pollard could be a threat, and now they're actually talking about limiting his reps. And I'm just, you know. It's going to be a fun offense to watch. It's going to be wide open. But out of those big three, it's, it's going to be kind of – nerve-wracking and try to pick one yeah. besides Gallup. So, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that was the Dallas Cowgirls for you. Moving on to the New York Super Giants. Hmm. Um, I was watching training camp live today, man. Big buzz, big hype. Eli Manning came out and said that this is Daniel Jones' breakout year. Now, I don't give a fuck what Eli Manning says. <laughs> who gives a shit? He's not the Manning I'm listening to. But, uh... I don't know. I, I just I'm scared as he has if he doesn't do it, then that's it. Daniel Jones is over with. So he has the guys there now. So you got Galladay. We could say, you know, okay, everybody, yeah, Galladay, Saquon. But then you got Saquon coming back with the injury. But he's on the side, working out personally by himself right now, making cuts, making the yeah, moves. He's be, gonna be ready. He's gonna be fine. Um it's wide open after those two, though. You know, what receiver do you take after Gosling? I'm saying, do you look at Sterling? Do you even look at Kadarius Tony, who seems to be in and out of hurt, or, you know, injury played already, and they're going to try to incorporate him, but that's going to be a slow process. What about Slayton? And then you still have Darius Slayton, who is really good on the deep ball. Um, a red zone target. And it, I know you don't like to talk about him, but Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, the piece of trash. I mean, he's kind of in the same boat. Like Exactly. I mean – of course, they got a they got a pretty de- decent defense. They, toward the end of the year, Cowboys, I mean the Cowboys, Giants came around, built the defense up, started getting it back. Xavier McKinley came back, started getting players. Um, okay, so just outside of outside of Saquon and Galladay, you who, get to pick one giant, one giant. Who you want? Who you want in your roster? I'm gonna have Maybe to. Go, I'm gonna have to go with Sterling Shepard. I just I just feel that he could be a guy that can hope you hope to catch three to five catches a game. And uh, try to hope they can break one or something, you know, playing on the slants in the slot. But uh, who's, how who, you feeling who's about your guy? If you could pick one person outside of Saquon and Galladay, who would you pick, Taylor? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. You think okay. he gets it together yeah. this year for I mean, offense? He, he was. Yeah. He was terrible last year, but. And he got I a lot of targets last year. I'm gonna give him a bounce back. I mean, he has to do it this year. If he doesn't do it this year, he got a lot of targets, and I think he's still going to get a lot of targets even with Galladay there. Uh, and I, that's kind of the same boat. I mean, Slayton is a big catch guy, but you're really looking at Shepard and Ingram if you're going to get another giant. Shepard has shown he can have his games. It's just you'll never know when to fucking call it. 
the one, if you're looking at the most consistency, you're trying to get out of any of these players is Ingram, and I just got to see it. I'm, I'm, I would pass up on Ingram, you know, and see. Well, I'd probably take him if he failed. I did that last year. He failed far as fuck. So I drafted him, and he shit on me. So. Yeah. Well, Especially when he's getting all those fucking targets that he doesn't do yeah, anything with. That's it was even very worse. depressing. Okay. Well, you wouldn't want him to be a, your starting tight end. No. I don't even think you have to draft him that way. Yeah, you don't. You, you can don't. pick him up as a second tight end and wait and see what he does in the offense. Correct. All right. Moving on to the third of the division right now the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Yes. And this one right here. There's not really that one guy besides Miles Sanders, really, you could say, coming out of this team. You know, you draft Devontae Smith. You got Rager coming in the second year. You got your tight ends. You got Fogel still you there. You still too. got Fogel. And then you got Jalen Hurts, who, as of right now, he's had some plays in camp, but at the same time, he's still inconsistent. So, I mean, I, I, we all know how we feel on Hurts. It's, it's – you know, running back-wise is Sanders, like you said, and it's a bunch of pass-catching fucking running backs. I mean, you hope to be Devonta Smith and be the guy to come out, you would think. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. The guy that I would – I mean, people's going to draft Devonta Smith. That's Correct. He's going to get drafted. What about Rager, though? Any love for Rager? I mean, they took him on the first round last year. He was. So, uh, Taylor, you have any faith that Rager can start making plays for this team this year? I mean, he's banged up most of last year, so we never really got to see him. Now he gets a full offense. They know their quarterback. Uh, how do you feel about Rager? Uh, they moved him to the slot. Uh, he's going to operate primarily out of the slot. Um, and I believe that the coach, the coach of Philly, where did he come from? Wasn't it Indy? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Indy assistant. Yeah, that went with right. Yeah, he 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 he's coming from Indy. He's coming from a team that's going to be in in heavy sets. I think most of the time. I think this is going to be a run heavy team. I don't know if Raiders going to be on the field with the offense with the run heavy offense. You mean? I see you. I understand that, but at the same time, how many of these games do the Eagles come out ahead and keep a lead to bear with the just stick with that and not have to rely on Jalen? To help them out, because I mean, their defense isn't top like it used to be, you know. And a slot guy would help out hurts more, you would think, you know. Correct. So don't be surprised. I mean, you can still. He's one of the names you want to watch in camp. Exactly. You want to see what he's doing in camp. You want to see how he's performing. Uh, if he's making plays in offense, it's uh, he's packing the cigarettes. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, to see what he does, and uh, he's 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 really the only one to watch for me. Do, does anybody do we draft Zach Ertz? Just curious. I know we talked about him earlier. Uh, do you draft Zach, Zach Ertz as your second tight end to see if he emerges still, or is everybody just giving up on him? Uh, I mean, if it's round fourteen, round fifteen, in a standard twelve team league, a PPR twelve team league, I may take a stab at him. But I, I'm I'm hard pressed to take Zach Ertz before then. We're asking you, tight end guru. Yeah, you know tight end. No, I mean, no, it's not. I mean, opportunity and volume makes you a good tight end. And yes. I just have a hard time seeing those two splitting work that it's going to be worth it. All right, so everybody say keep an eye on Rager. Rager. Rager's the one you want to watch. No, I know. No? I mean, my, my guy would have to be Travis Fulgham. Yeah. Travis Fulgham is operating on the other side of Devontae Smith. That. 
early on when they're still competitive and Rhaegar's on the side of the field, it'd be Fulgar. Rhaegar. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand your point. I mean, he shined last year, too, uh, before he just dramatically disappeared. When Jalen Hurts came in. Yes. And that's the thing. It's all going to fall on Hurts when you look at these receivers. Right. Uh, it's going to be – I like to see how it's going to play out. We all say Devonta Smith, but who fucking knows with the offense? Who knows? He's got a soft tissue injury already. Did y'all see that? Who's yes. Smith? Yeah, Smith. They had a picture. Dude, they had a picture today. And it was like, wow, how does he have a soft tissue injury on his legs already? And it had a picture of him. Bro, his legs look like two Newport cigarettes. <laughs> it was like, you could probably ask him. It was like, you could probably ask his conditioning trainer why the fuck he's hurt already. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Man, the Smith going to take over the fucking league within the next year or two. I'm rooting for him, man. I, I, that little small motherfucker. Look, I'm probably bigger than he. He probably got a lot more muscles than I do. But man, bro, his legs are really small, bro. <laughs> but, man, you know. I'm rooting for him, man. He was amazing in college. I really hope he can he can show the world in the NFL. He's the next AJ Green. That's not say, bad. Yeah, that's, that's a great bad. comp. Great comp. AJ's a lot bigger body than him, though, bud. Anyways, okay, so that's you guys from Philly. Look out for him. Keep up with training camp. On to the football team. The best team in the division, in my eyes. I agree. Uh, you got Gibby. You got Gibby, and you got Scary the Terry. fucking man. Scary Terry. Number two receiver after A.J. Brown. <laughs> Scary Terry. Hey, I'm telling you, if you want to win, A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin as your two starting receivers should put you in a championship. Oh, I had that last year in auction. It did. You was a year too. You was a year, year too, too soon, soon, buddy. Yeah. You jumped the gun. Uh, but after that, man. Go ahead. You this, got, this is your team. Go ahead. You, yes, you, my you team. You're right. You got Logan Thomas, who just got, you just got paid. Mm-hmm. Another three-year extension who blew out last year. And then you got Curtis Samuels. Is it Sims? Sims. You got Kevin Harmon still and you there. Got, yeah, and you got Harmon still there. But the only guy that I would say you're looking forward to hopefully break out would be Curtis Samuel, who is already going on in and out of the pub list too. So elaborate on that because this is my team. But besides the, the the three within the tight end, the running back, and the receiver, I really don't want to touch anybody else. Um, I would take a deep shot just if I had a throwaway pick. I'd probably take it on Harmon, man. I thought Harmon was going to have a lot bigger role coming out of college, which I think he battled injuries and shit. Uh, if he could stay healthy, and, you know, depending on what Fitz does, if Fitz is a quarterback, as they said, him and Heineke is battling for it right now, most likely Fitz. But uh, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Kevin Harmon, man. So he had a good college profile, just didn't work out for him because of the injuries and shit. And, and Scary Terry, you know, emerged as the best receiver, so – that's probably who I'd put a wager on, I guess. Taylor? For me, it did have to be Curtis Samuel. I just don't like Curtis Samuel. He has not done nothing besides last year, and he still wouldn't even – I wouldn't even want him to start him last year, except for a couple games, maybe. I was big on him a couple years ago. Season, it, was, it, was, it was Rivera's last season. Curtis Samuel put up 900 yards. He did. And he's back. He's back with Rivera. I just – I'm going to have to pull up his numbers or something because I just don't ever remember him doing shit. I know his overall numbers season-wise, yes, but fantasy-wise. Yeah, yeah, that year he had 900 yards two years ago, man. He had a couple of significant games. A couple, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, but I think people are hyping him up way too much than what he actually is, you know. I, I mean, that just might be me. I've just never really believed in Curtis Samuel. and I know he's had a couple of good NFL seasons. I'm just not sold on him. I believe you can get passed up in this debt chart. But 
that is with one of Rivera's, you know, people, and he'll probably make sure he gets his touches. But I don't want no part of Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all see y'all sales drafting? No, I haven't drafted him at anything or mocked him or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, that was their top free agent pickup. They paid him money to go there. He's the number two target. Uh, I remember I remember this thing where they had the Washington football team. Uh, they had them put up something for something. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick put his top two targets was Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaren. I believe that that's going to be his top two targets. Uh, I'm fading Logan Thomas. Um, you know, I think that that's going to be the one to punch this offense. That's what has shown to be the case in, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill's career. He's targeting wide receivers. He's going deep. Um, why yeah. is uh, why is Tannehill throwing him the ball? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm deep in. <laughs> My, my thing is, like, people, a lot of people are hating on Logan Thomas saying, you know, last year was great. Fitzpatrick, don't feature the tight end, this and that. But you just said they went out and paid for Curtis Samuel. Follow the money. But they just paid Logan Thomas after yeah. his breakout year. So, so if, you, if you're not going to utilize him in the offense, why give him the extension, you know, when you could have just put anybody out there? I, I believe he's a, a key part. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be, like, uh, a 1,200. Uh, uh, target uh, uh, 1200 yard tight end. He could be 850, 900, come in, be a great blocker, and be an asset to the team. But I could see him. If he has 850 to 900 receiving yards, he's a top five tight end. Yeah. And if he gets you eight to 10 touchdowns, and yeah, you, you're just naming just one of the better tight ends. Yeah, you're just naming the top five tight end, <laughs> yeah. bud. I think he's going to be more involved than what people are thinking. A lot of people are fading him out, but I, I really, I really think Logan Thomas can be a part of the offense. But don't, don't fade, understand. don't fade. All right, real quick question: Who is East? East off top. I'm going to roll the dice and go with the Washington Football Team. I back. I second that motion, Taylor. Cowboys. Cowboy baby. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, Kid Rock. On to the NFC North. Tight. Let's start with. <laughs> Let's start with him. Andy Dalton would be a top motherfucking ten quarterback. Y'all better be ready. Everybody waiting for Justin Fields. Andy Dalton ain't losing his job this year. No, Andy Dalton got that job. He's going to be the man all year. He's going to save Nagy's career when he brings him to the playoffs and wins the playoff game. He'll probably tap out. Of, well, no, Andy Dalton don't win playoff games. But he will take him there, though. That's right. Nah, but in all seriousness. Don't change history. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you got, you got Montgomery, David Montgomery and A-Rob. you got A-Rob. And then you got a guy that I like a lot. I have him in several dynasties. We talked about him earlier. Daryl Mooney. Yes, I love Mooney. Uh, I think he's legit, man. And it's all going to depend on Andy Dalton, but I think Mooney is a There's good receiver. vacated targets up. And yep. Anthony Miller's out of there now. He's where? He's That's right. Him. He got traded to Houston. Yeah, yeah. we didn't mention that. He I mean, nobody cares. I like Anthony Miller, yeah. but 
But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Ben. Uh, I mean, do you look at Cole Clement and say maybe something? Jimmy Graham's still there. Exactly. He's going to get all the touchdowns. Komet's going to get you a few catches with some yards, but Jimmy Graham's going to eat the touchdown. And I love Komet, but I just hope when Jimmy Graham left. It. And then do you feel like Damian Williams can do anything being brought in? Uh, does he take away from Montgomery? And I don't see he's very uh, not fantasy valuable, but I think he's a depth piece. If I had to throw the dart, I'd say Mooney. Anybody you thinking of, Taylor? Justin Fields. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so you do still think Fields will get that job before the end of the season? Uh, there was an interview with the coach, and it was fucking hilarious. The interview with Matt Nagy, and he was just talking about. He's like, well. We got Andy Dalton, and, you know, here's our starter. But, you know, sometimes promises can get a little crazy. He did say that. You (laughs) promised this dude that he'd start, and you're really impressed with Justin Fields. Justin Fields will be starting by week four. Well, we've seen Nagy do it last year. He went from quarterback to quarterback. And if that happens, then I lost the trade. So, anyways. Uh, Let's not even get into that shit. All right. Jay Fields, Daryl Mooney. Besides that, I mean, good luck, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, not much in Chicago. That's I thought really... Matt Nagy would have made a lot more since he's been there with this offense. Yes, uh, I was very excited when he went but, to Chicago. But uh, it just hasn't turned out that way. So He might be a better coordinator than he is head coach. It happens. Yeah, it happens, it happens to a lot of guys. It happens to a lot of guys. Uh, All right, that's that. Let's go on to probably the worst team besides the Houston Texans in football, and that's going to be the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I mean, Swift, Swift and Hawkinson. And then what? Then who do you go for? Is it Amon St. Brown? Quentin Cephas slash Beckham? Yes, Quentin Cephas. If you, if you look up there, bro, that picture is fucking. Oh, they had that angle. Right? That, bro, the camera was on the fucking oh, field, man. It looked like he jumped eight foot in the air and then snatched it with one hand with that picture. But no, Cephas. Uh, so does Bo Cephas become the guy to go to? Who's the other one? William Cephas is Brashar 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 and Barry. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about St. Brown. Oh yeah, St. Brown. St. Brown. Yeah. So you're throwing, you're shooting in a back bucket of fish, a barrel of fish right here, and you hope you don't pull out a goo. I mean, uh, I don't know, Taylor. What's your insight on this Detroit core? Uh, it's it's St. Brown for me. St. Brown. Incorporate. Yeah. I heard a little things. Him and him and golf working it out, trying to teach him a little bit of Cooper Cup role type yeah, things. He's but, gonna be a slot yeah. receiver. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. So you you just hope he can make some money on that. But out of besides him and Quentin Cephas, I mean, hey man, I, I love Tyrell Williams. Can't sleep. You can't sleep. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even take. Cephas. But you still can't sleep on Tyrell. Tyrell man. Williams had, had a, a big year in the charge with the Chargers. You know, before you left, he was yeah. doing. He was. He had what five touchdown games in a row last year to start off with Oakland. With Oakland, he started off the year hot. Just injuries has been his downfall so far. But but it's just. It's, We've had a long discussion about Jared Goff in the past uh, in other conversations, but. If I had to name a second one, it would probably be Jamal Williams. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah I forget about Jamal. Jamal. I totally forgot about Jamal. So, yeah, look at Jamal. I mean, he's a late round guy. I mean, you can get him shit almost undrafted sometimes. So I could see them being a run heavy, you know. Where Jamal will have a big enough role, too. I was reading a few things that you could look at this as a poor man's. Alvin Kamara slash Latavius Murray type split. Where's the head coach from? It's Dan Campbell, baby. Come from New Orleans. Well, you know, Man, he's been around. He was, he been around, but recently, 
with New Orleans. But isn't Anthony Lynn the coordinator? I'm thinking of another Anthony team. Anthony Lynn is the coordinator. Anthony Lynn is the coordinator. That's why I like Swift this year playing Correct. the Ecker role, role. But Swift is a bit, uh, I he's a more polished runner. Yeah, but but Lynn's shown that he likes to utilize his running backs. And, Correct. Uh, so Jamal, I think it was, they got Jamal for, for a reason. reason. Yeah. So Jamal can actually have a bigger role in this offense than what a lot of people are thinking. Uh, okay. More than just a, a handcuff, like he'll get his carries and plays made for him. So. But yeah, guys to look out for. St. Brown, possibly Tyrell, maybe look at Jamal. And yes. that's where that's where you draw the line. Jamal's getting drafted though. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. He should be. He should be, exactly. If not, if you pick Swift. He got drafted with fucking behind Aaron Jones for years, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, he's gonna get drafted. And speaking of, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers now. There you go. Aaron Rodgers back, Devontae Adams is there. Aaron Rod- I mean Aaron Jones is still there, so there's your big three. Now, MVS, Randall Cobb, and Robert Tanya. Amari Rogers. And Amari Rogers. Nah, Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers will take the back seat now because yeah, Cobb coming in. You got Cobb. It's I'm Cobb. not saying Cobb's going to be relevant. But sure. But, I mean, there's no number two out there besides MVS, who's good for a couple What of makes it balls. say that Cobb isn't the number two, you know? Yeah, that's, you know, Cobb might be stepping back into his own role. And I mean, he might not have a, what he used to have, but he's still good enough. He knows Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers knows him. This. It's going to be – I've never thought in 2021 we'd be fucking talking about Randall Cobb being a fantasy asset. But here we are. It's the world we live in. Uh, Taylor, what do you feel about the Green Bay backups? Uh, for me, it's probably Tanya. If, if, I, if, I, if I had to name a guy. I mean, yeah, Randall Cobb's going to be there. But uh, it's just tough because he's just he's old. And, uh, I mean – He's only 34 years old. <laughs> no, I don't know how old he is. I'm just talking shit. He's 32. 32? Wow, 32 years old. That old bitch. I'm older than fucking Randall Cobb. Yeah. But, uh, okay, I mean, you draw the line there because Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's about all you Green Bay's done show that they can win. They can win games. He's 30 years old. Oh, you see? Yeah, you see? But, I mean, Rodgers and them showed last year they can win games with just Adams, Jones, and him producing. So, yeah. throw in Tanyan, maybe Randall Cobb. But besides that, MVS, Amari Saint, I mean, Amari Rodgers, you put those on the back burner. You yeah. kind of forget right now. Um, wrapping up this division, we're going on to Minnesota. And this right here, you got the big three in Minnesota. You got Dalvin, Jet, Jefferson, and then you got Thielen. Outside of that, my guy, the, another big training camp buzz right now, Kirk Cousins said he feels real comfortable throwing to him, is Irv Smith. Irv Smith. It seems like the tight ends keep popping up, but it's, it's kind it's, of what yeah, it's kind of looking it's at, kinda, you know? Yeah. Do you really want to look at a Chad BB or uh, Man, I wish I was watching this morning and it's not BB. It's, it's another one. It's the guy behind BB right now. And yes, I've seen man. it too this he's, morning. He's been making a lot of plays. I'm going to have to look at his neck. Well, I ain't got my phone. But, but, I mean, I saw, I mean, do you really see that with that dominant run game? Do you really see, besides Thielen and Jefferson, them having significance really to, that, be, to where you can want to start them in a fantasy season? Well, that's just it on, on this team. Barring like injuries. This, you know? On a team like this where they're going to run the ball heavy, you're only – most teams when you run the ball heavy, you don't even have two receivers you can depend on. Now they have Jefferson and Thielen with a little Irv Smith sprinkled in. I do like Irv Smith. I think he could be a lot more than what people are saying. Taylor, who's your guy from Minnesota? I don't, I don't have none. I don't think there's any guys outside of Dalvin Cook – Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who you who you gonna feel comfortable about? I just I've never seen it with the Minnesota tight end. I didn't see it with Kyle Rudolph in his prime. I don't have any like why would it be Irv Smith 
why wouldn't they do the same thing they've been doing, which is to use one and then use the second one a little bit of a time, just enough to take away from fantasy purposes. I, I, there's nothing on this team. Nothing. Okay. Well, uh, real quick. Uh, real quick on this division, who wins it? Green Bay for me. Green Bay. It's, it's, They're 10-1. And their last 11 games against the yes. good opponents. Yeah, 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 I saw that. That, that proves it to you. Yeah, right? yeah, it's Green Bay. They're dominating. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's let's go ahead and go to the West. Let's see where we at in the NFC West. What are we going to lead off with, Ben? Well, let's go ahead and start by alphabetical order with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, good. A.J. <laughs> Green. A.J. Green all day. Already another guy. Big hype, big catches in the first three days of training camp. The A.J. Green buzz is buzzing. It's a buzzing. Uh, who has AJ Green in Don, in our dynasty leagues? I'm just curious. Somebody I had to be. Johnny got him in one. I know Johnny of got him in one. Johnny He's been him. holding on to him. This might be the year. I do. Tony got him in one. Now, I, you know, I seen a. I forgot what it said today. Tony, the guy that thinks handicapped people can't perform in any <laughs> yeah. athletic sports. Wow, good job, Tony. Uh, <laughs> no, I love you, Tony. I did see something about Rondell Moore. I forgot what they said. Like Rondell Moore were making ex- he was wide open in the end zone, and it wasn't because of his moves. He just ran so fast, he passed up everybody else and got in the end zone. Uh, I hate to say it, but as 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 many good flashes and signs we've seen from Christian Kirk, I think he is dead. Yes, he is dead to this offense. I think team. I think AJ Green and Rondell Moore, and Rondell Moore push him out. Yeah, I think they do. And this could be because Hopkins going hop. Yeah, oh yeah, Hop, yeah. Hopkins is gonna do his thing. Kyler Murray is gonna be a great quarterback. Uh, we don't look at any tight ends over here. No, There's no, no tight ends. No, 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 it's Postman. He's gone, right? Yeah, Postman's going somewhere else. Uh, so, Off yeah. top. Off top. So, okay, AJ Green. We just ran down the receivers for you. AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore and Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, and Indy Isabella. It's trash. You still oh, there? Yeah, Isabella's but gone. moving on to who do you go, Edmonds, or do you go Connor? Right now, I would assume. Edmonds, they, they want Edmonds. Edmonds said he wants to be involved heavily in the passing game. So, yes, Taylor don't pass out. <laughs> but, uh, yes, definitely Edmonds is the guy to be. But they brought Connor in for a reason. They still need a bruising running back, and he is kind of the fit for that. So, if I had to pick anybody out of this besides A.J. Green, I would go Rondell Moore. I'm not looking at touching the running backs, but how do y'all feel, fellas, on this Arizona court? I'm, you know, the receiver-wise, yeah, I'm, AJ, I'm down to take A.J. Green. I'm down to take Rondell Moore and see how it plays out. I'm cool. Running back-wise, uh, you know, you would think Edmonds would get the, the what is it, the 20 through well, 20? Where are we at? We at with 7, 8 ADP right now for Edmonds? 7th yeah. round, 8th round, 6, 7, 8? Oh, he's, a, he's above that, I believe. Above that? Okay. Oh, he yeah, got, maybe more Connor territory then. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really checked. There's so many ADPs you can pull from. It's just um, – it, it just worries me that I still believe in Connor, and I can see Edmonds controlling the game from 20 to 20, but it's when you get in the red zone, when you get close to the goal line, do they – who do they trust? Do they trust Connor to get him in? Because, I mean, if Connor is takes – if Connor scores eight touchdowns and takes all that away from Edmonds, plus what Colin Murray is going to get, if Edmonds ends the year with three touchdowns, then, then what – you know, are you depending on him catching the ball? Well – Fuck, they can just throw to anybody out there because they have a bunch of receivers now. Taylor, I know you've liked Connor. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I mean, I expect Chase Edmonds to have the same role he had last year. And I expect James Connor to have the Kenny and Drake role. I mean, and from where Edmonds is being drafted, that's about right. Like, I just don't expect 
like either back to emerge and be like somebody you're comfortable starting as your number one running back. They're not more than flexes. Yes, but I mean, Drake was a good flex. And on a certain run, like he had a, a, a certain run through the season where he was scoring touchdowns every game. And this type of offense is going to be in the red zone a lot. So, do you, you draft Edmonds for the upside where he's going, or do you wait a couple rounds later and grab Connor for all Edmonds, the touchdowns? Edmonds, they uh, quote fantasy footballers, Edmonds has had one carry inside the five-yard line in his career. Yes, and it's you know, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he can do things in the middle of the field, but unless he breaks a big one, when they get around that goal line, I can see Connor between Connor and and uh, Murray taking that away from him. And how good is Edmonds? Edmonds if he doesn't score touchdowns. Drake shown last year he can be an asset just because he scored touchdowns. He didn't have no big yardage games, but when you're scoring a touchdown every week, it helps you out of the running back position a lot, especially when you play your running back three or your your running back two. Yeah, I totally agree. That's what's going to be this year. So that's what you got to look forward to. There's a lot of question marks in there, but definitely do not say A.J. Green's over. Don't take last year and just think he's done with because in this offense with Kyler, you could have a shape of app. It sounds kind of boring. It's a little crazy, but you could have 2,000-yard receivers come out of fucking Arizona if it goes that route. You're right. It does sound crazy. It Uh, does. It does with Kyler's rushing, but. Yeah, with that type of offense, I think they drafted Rondell Moore. You know, he's going to have – I think – I'm not saying Rondell Moore's going to be a superstar this year, but they're going to utilize him in ways that's going to take away from A.J. Green. Uh, Hop is going to do his thing. Taylor, how do you feel about these wide receivers? Well, here's the thing. is that Arizona is in four wide sets more than any other team in the league by a huge margin. They're one of the most high-flying offenses that you're going to see. They air it out, and that's going to take away from all of them because you're not only going to have D-Hop in – and getting his 150 targets a game. You got four wide receivers out there. You got A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, and Isabella or Kirk is going to be out there. And that's a that's a huge a huge percentage of the time. So it's going to be hard for any receiver to really, besides D. Hopkins, to really fly. Now, if you get A.J. Green in the double-digit rounds, yeah, that's value. If he's getting five... You yeah, know, no five, doubt. Uh, five receptions a game. Yeah, end zone. That's awesome. Yeah, if you get end zone threat. Real question: We we've been a, we spent a little time on Arizona, but end zone threat. Throwing it up. You got Hopkins, who's gonna catch double team. Does AJ Green go more over or under seven touchdowns? AJ Green. I say six. I go under. I'm more of the five to six range. Because Kyle's going to run in. They're going to hand the ball off. Right? They're going to use Ron in more special ways. I say five. I go under. Teeth, big body target. Hopkins is getting the double double team at the end zone. Here's the thing. I don't think Hopkins is getting the double team. Okay. I don't think I don't think Hopkins is getting a double team. That's that's the reason why I have to take the under. I mean, how how are you gonna double team? You can't double team when you're in. Well, no, but I mean, you drop that safety on it. There's no way. I mean, you could throw the safety Hopkins' way, I guess, but it's tough, bro. It doesn't. Hopkins will see more double team targets in the end zone than. AJ Green will probably see all year with single coverage. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna yeah, throw the Hopkins regardless. You're right. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a little devil advocate right here. Want to see what yeah, you think? I completely understand. Yeah. I'm trying to compare. I'm trying to ask the question to who. You, I'm, I'm trying to figure somebody compared to AJ Green, but I, I just can't think of anybody. Like, who would you take AJ Green or? Would you take Will Fuller or AJ Green, David? AJ Green all day. Me too. I'd take an actual good receiver. 
no, 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 no. I take Will Fuller. I'm not fucking with you, Taylor. I take Will Fuller. Devontae Parker is hurt already. Jordan Lotto is ankle is hurt already. The same ankle he's he's. Taylor, we was just joking. No, but I don't like what y'all saying. AJ Green, Devontae Parker. Oh, AJ Green. Hel- healthy Devontae Parker. Still AJ Green. Green. Okay. Better offense, better quarterback. Anyways, all right. There's there's the Arizona Cardinals for you. On to the Los Angeles Rams. As we go through these shows, I'm going to be finding people to compare to AJ Green. <laughs> I got on my mind now. So, yeah, let's keep going. Who, who's next? The Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, okay. Off top, before we even get into it, well, you got you got Cups and Woods, regardless. You got Higby there. Uh, you, yeah. It's, it's, and I, that's my thing. Was you said Higby. Matthew Stafford has always played with. He's always had a. He's always made a tight end decent. He made Brandon Pettigrew a decent tight end at times. Not a top. I mean, not a top five, but a top ten, which isn't much. But at the same time, it's still a guy you can pick. He made, he had he had not great season with Ebra, but Ebra was still a guy that was drafted. And then he had Hoski Hawkinson. He's got the talent in Higby, so don't sleep on him. Oh no, I love that's what I'm saying. But outside of Higby, Cooper Cup, I believe in Higby. I like Cooper Cup, and I Bobby like Woods, Woods, and I like Higby. Now, receiver wise upside with Higby. There's zero upside with Higby. But I think like, he, like, like what, he's gonna be pedigree? With the Lions, that's not something you you is desirable for your team. No, but he's just a, he's just Higby is one of those plug and plays where yep. when the Rams are facing a defense a that cannot play against the tight end, you play Higby and hoping that Stafford finds him in the end zone. Now, other than that, they drafted Tutu Atwell, small guy. But I, I like Ben. Jefferson. I like Ben Jefferson. I think people forget about Ben Jefferson. I think he got a role in this offense. Uh, now, do you draft him? I don't know. We'll have to see how the offense plays out. But I do like Van Jefferson, especially now that the running game is in shambles. I don't know right if we now. got to talk about it much since the last podcast or not. I don't know if it happened before or not. Uh, Cam Akers went down. Yeah, we talked. I think we, we did. Yeah, but if not, okay. So, how do y'all feel? Sean McVay said Daryl Henderson can be a three-down back. And, that, and this is the big thing with the Rams. Like, we, we can talk about the receivers. Van Jefferson is the only one you kind of want to watch. The running back game. We're assuming that I know they say they don't want to sign a veteran. They probably will for death. Uh, who's who, what running back you take? I go Henderson, I mean, man. I love him. We're going to take Henderson, but how confident? Confident level one to ten. How confident are you in Henderson to have a, a good enough role to be semi consistent? Where you can start him as your running back two slash three. Bro, we he showed in games last year that he could he can ball out. It's just it's got to, you got to condition him, and they got to break him in well because he, they, that's what I read today. Sean McVay has found a way. He wants him to be a three-down back, but he has to find a way to keep him healthy. So that's that's where you find. So how the hell? How, how the hell, bro? I mean, shit. That's that's pretty contradicting so, right there. So, starting as your running back two, one to ten, how confident are you? Oh, I, running back two, one to ten. I'd say about six, seven. Taylor, one to ten. As an RB two. Running back two? Yes. yes. Uh, 10 being the most confident? Yeah. Correct. Nah, probably a four. Okay. And, and I'm Dave? I'm going to be the Jag and say five. Because I just <laughs> don't know. He's shown flashes, but – and I loved Henderson coming out of college. I thought he was the next big Rams running back. But he just never – I mean, besides the injuries and shit, he's shown a couple big games, but he's just never done it. Uh I'm not. I don't know much about what's it, who, who's the backup. Xavier, Xavier Woods. Yeah, uh, no, Xavier, uh, Xavier Jones. Xavier Jones. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, they're talking a little hype on him. I'm curious to see if they do bring in a veteran, but uh, I mean, you draft him. This offense made uh, C.J. Anderson. Correct. The bitch in week 11, a fucking fantasy star. Yes. I don't think so you don't they think that they can do that with Daryl Henderson? Exactly. So you don't think they can do that with Daryl Henderson if he's healthy? Or can you do with Xavier Jones? I don't think it's just going to be Daryl Henderson. I, if, if I had to talk about running back value, I think it's Xavier Howard. I think that he gets enough work. He's basically free. And I think he gets, what, 40% of the work if they want to keep... Dale Henderson healthy, that's going to be the thing to do, is to not give him work. That's the logical concept, yeah. 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 So do you take Henderson in whatever round, or do you wait? Do you take Xavier Jones or whatever late? Are y'all confident in that? I mean, I'm more confident Henderson taking Henderson in a decent round. I, I don't, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to take away from that. He's going to get 60% of the work, maybe plus 60% of the work. But you're going to pay for Daryl Henderson versus Xavier Howard being somebody that's getting you 8 to 12 fantasy points a game or something like that. You know, where you get it for free. I'll tell you what, if Xavier Howard does that, kudos <laughs> to him as a running back. Anyways, uh, all right, there you go. That's the depth of the Los Angeles Rams. On to the San Francisco 49ers, and that's another but wide that's open. Not my guy, but that's not my guy. Oh, no. the Rams would have to beat Deshaun Jackson. All right, and you we know, always we forget about Deshaun about Jackson. We do, and I apologize. Good job, Taylor. Yeah, but D Jackson gonna play what? Fucking four games. <laughs> if if he's if it's Robert Woods and it's Deshaun Jackson on the outside. Uh, and Stafford is throwing. Stafford's coming in. He's got no allegiance to Robert Woods. You know what I mean? If D-Jax is open, he's going to throw him the ball. But Woods is just a better receiver who will be open. Uh, Jackson is – like, you had Marvin Jones in Detroit, okay, a deep ball threat, but he wouldn't have had to have no breakaway speed. Stafford would just throw it up to him. Now, I understand Jackson has the breakaway speed to where he'll be more open. He'll have to get those one-on-one balls. But – yeah. It's 2021. We're talking about Deshaun Deshaun Jackson Jackson. still. God damn it. It's Deshaun Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. We're still talking about Deshaun Jackson and Randall Cobb. But I do like that Taylor did bring up his name because he's right. He's completely right. Stafford's there. He's going to throw it to the open guy. If Deshaun Jackson breaks open, Stafford's going to air it out. And That's it. We can see Jackson with his three catches, seventy-five yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, you know, two catches, one hundred twenty yards, and two touchdowns. Like just some dumbass stat line that he's going to do every other week. He never does it weeks in a row, but it's usually every other week that Sean Jackson does this. So we could see it if he can stay healthy. I like. Is he hurt right now? No, he's he's, he's healthy. He's active. He's good. He's full. I can't remember what his injury was he's, last year. Stafford's actually been doing pretty decent with injury. He had to have his fucking core sewed together or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, you know. Parkour. I like that though. Jackson was like my last uh, pick. That's, 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 that's a pretty. I like that Taylor. Good slider, sure. Taylor. Good job, buddy. Them. We'll let you slide on like Xavier and Howard. You should have said that. Now they're gonna fucking know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now they know. Anyway, now on to the San Francisco 49ers. Woo. Kittle and what? Uh, Debo and IU. Debo. Well, I'm not saying that, but yeah. who do you? You'd rather go Ayuk or Debo first? Man, Taylor. I, I, I read some shit in training camp today. Debo too. caught a fucking bomb from Garoppolo uh, in the, training the word, camp. The word in training yesterday. camp is Debo and Ayuk. Yep, that's the two. And that's it. They're the only two receivers doing anything right now. And then, I mean, you Kittle's Kittle. But Kittle's Kittle. As far as receiver-wise, yeah, it's Debo and Ayuk. You know. I really still say that I rather, I'd rather Ayuk. 
I, th- I think so too. Ayuk's efficiency numbers last year were through the fucking roof. He balled out because he was fucking great and fucking open. This dude's a baller. Debo played with injuries last year. He can break away plays and everything, but you got two fast, great guys right there. And you can't go wrong either way, but I think Ayuk has a little bit more higher upside in my book. But in that offense, I think they cancel each other out. Like when you talk about who you want on, on your fantasy team, there's going to be weeks Debo does a great, has a great week. And then, and then, then the next week it'll be Ayuk. And I think just in that offense. Huh? You know which one you want on your team? I mean, I would take IU, but like I said, I, I believe they cancel each other out. I think Kittle's only short, and I say short thing, but that's the most consistent thing you're probably getting in offense. But who, who would you take? Whichever one goes second. There you go. That, and, and I'm with you. And that's how you do it. If IU's going two rounds later than Debo, then yeah, I'm most likely going to try to get IU. You know, yeah. if it's vice versa, I'm going to probably go try to get Debo and see how it plays yeah. out. 49ers always battling injuries. You know, if they're both healthy, then, you know, God bless you. Just take a chance and, and pick who you, you want to pick. It's still a run-heavy team, and they're going to run the fucking ball. Okay, Mostert is the starting running back. How much love do you have for Sermon? Sermon's got the buzz right now, bud. He does. He's got the buzz around him. He's ready. He can run. He can do everything that you need him to do. And Wilson's on the pup. So, bro, I would really rather wait and take a flyer on Sermon than actually draft a Mostert. At the way it's going now, I start a couple weeks ago. I would have said different. I would said I would have took a flaw because where most was going was not bad. Mm-mm. But with the shit they're coming up with Sermon and the where they drafted him to be at, I really think Trey Sermon can emerge as the top guy in this backfield later on throughout the year. So I would definitely go with Sermon. Taylor, what's your thoughts? See, the problem is, is that yeah, you could say like, like, hey, go for. Trey Sermon, but I think that Debo and I think that Brandon Ayuk's time is like 50-50. I don't think that Mostert and Sermon is 50-50. I think Mostert gets 60 to 65 at least percent of the work. To begin and the year. He's going, I think that's, I think there's still value there. To begin the year. Right, to begin the year, the first six games. Right, but if you come out and you start hot and Mostert starts hot, let's say Mostert doesn't get hurt. Let's say he plays through it. Let's say, you know, week six comes, he's doing great. Jeff Wilson comes back, he's a little slow. Mostert maybe gets another two, three games to get 65% of the work. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes we'll project that and and let it knock somebody and it'll never come to fruition. Okay. You know? There you go. I, the 49 is just that team you can have. You can fuck. If you have either one, you they're going to have their game. Yeah, plug yeah, and play. they're going to have – but it, it worries me if Jeff Wilson comes back off the puck. You then know, he gets crowded what role, Exactly. What role does he have? How valuable is most of the sermon once Jeff Wilson gets back? And that's why it worries me. But in, well, I'm in the draft season. I'm going to draft one of those guys knowing for almost half the season that I got, you know, I don't have to worry about that. And don't they have Wayne Gallman there too? They do. So, I haven't heard much about Gallman yet, but you know San Francisco, man. They'll use three running backs he's in the a, And he's going to play the McKinnon role. Yeah, he, you know, it's the 49ers, man. But, yeah, uh, outside of Brandon, uh, you can uh, – Debo, the reports of being there, the only two receivers worth it. So, uh, yeah. Okay. On to the last team in this division, the Seattle Seahawks. And, Guys, I'm really not going to touch much up on it. I'm going to say Rashad Penny would be my guy to look at after DK Lockett and Carson. But that's about it, buddy. Yeah. I don't Penny. think I want to look at Disley. I don't even think Eskridge is going to be involved. Look, Jared Everett. 
Oh, yeah, it's Ever. Ever, Ever, that's right. I'm it about, is yeah, Ever. I'm about, okay. This is a new offense. Yeah. Okay. So this is a new offense, and everything could be different. I, I kind of, I think Ever's a sneaky player to pick because if he you has a role. Week one. You don't know. Yes. Week oh yeah. You'll know in week one if he's gonna be utilized or not. But uh, he's one I would like to take as a second tight end and kind of see how. Maybe week one, week two, see how they utilize him. Uh, I love Jared Everett, man. He's an athletic tight end. Uh, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, I would love to see how they use him. Okay, well, then outside of Everett and Penny, is there anybody else y'all looking at? David David Moore, right, Taylor? No, David Moore is actually not with him. Yeah, oh, he's man, but if he was, if he was there. They drafted Eskridge, but Eskridge is hurt. Yeah, well, he's, he, and he's hurt. Uh, so. I'd rather have Danny Temporelli. <laughs> Fat cat. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's just it. I mean, there's not much to touch on because you know what's going to happen in Seattle. You know the guys. Take a look at Penny. Take a look at Everett. And that's where I'm going to cap it off at. Yeah, I'm here. I'm the same. Um, Taylor, you got any guys from Seattle other than what we mentioned? Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing where I could say where you could – where they could finish – like crazy outside of their ADP. You're paying for DK. You're paying for Tyler Lockett. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and other guys just hoping um, that they have a role. Okay, the question yeah. of the day. Who wins this division? Yeah, this was tough. I'm going to take a leap out here, and it's going to sound a little crazy. I love the Cardinals, and I think they're probably one of the best teams in this division, but I think the best team in this division that is just two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance, healthy-wise, back on top could be the San Francisco 49ers. With the defense coming back healthy, they locked down Fred Warner. They played all year without Nick Bosa. I just I don't see where I don't see a a, a roar that is that crazy to say San Francisco is not back at top of this division. So I'm gonna go with San Francisco. Taylor, oh, I'm gonna probably say the Rams. Okay, all right. The new addition to Stafford. That's what they yeah. gotta have. They gotta have. They gotta do it. The Rams. They're 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 pushing the buttons right now, buddy. They don't have sh- no. Future draft capital. So it's either go big or fucking go home. You know? Um, all right, Dave, wrap it up. Who's going to win the NFC West? The guy that's probably going to win his first MVP or at least get his first fucking vote this year, I think Seattle takes the division. Russell Wilson? I think the offense figures it out. I think Russell takes over finally. Russell's, the best, ju- Russell's Jamal, the best quarterback in the big division. Healthy Jamal, healthy Wagner playing – 17 yes. games, man. That's pretty fucking nasty. I think I think Russell's the best quarterback in the division. I think they'll have the best offense in the division. I think that they'll find a way, and I think they'll win the division this year. Okay. There you go. There's this the is NFC a tough West. fucking division, and That's man. a tough bro, that's that's a probably, This is the toughest division in football. Yeah, it is. You can make an argument for the Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh-type division as far as closeness, but as far as pure talent, they could actually make a push in the playoff. All four teams have a chance. And that's where that's at. On to the best and most favorite division in the National Football League. And we'll save our team for last. Correct. We'll go around. Because we might finish there. No, I'm just playing. Oh, the NFC South, guys. We're running a little longer here, but we're getting in-depth. Each team for y'all trying to break it down, let you know about the guys that you don't know about in case you don't know. All right. Fuck you, Doty. Fuck Doty. Starting (laughs) off, because it's alphabetical order, the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, you got Calvin I'm going to say one guy right now, and you can take it to the bank. Russell Gage. That's my guy. But you got Calvin Ridley, and you got Mike Davis. No, shut Ah, I mean, hey. Richard said Mike Davis is top, top Andre Ellison been getting first team snap. He might, he might pass <laughs> up Mike Davis before the fucking season starts. 
nah, but nice. really, guys, my guy, dude. I mean, you got Pitts and you got Ridley in the passing game that yeah. you, everybody's going to draft. Russell Gage will get drafted, and I see, bro, where you're getting him at. Look what he did last year. Yeah, we, were starting, down, we were starting weeks with him last year. You know, me and you shared a team with Correct. Russell Gage, and we was debating every week, man, do we start Gage this week or not? Uh, I think his position is locked in now. I think Gage is a good pick later on in drafts. And uh, Another guys you look at and see, do you go – I mean, does Hunt, does Hayden Hurst have any relevancy at all, or is he just dead to the wind? And uh, Odaya Sawada Zacharias. Zacharias, yes. Is another guy you have there. So – my guys gauge out of them. I'm not trying to touch the running backs outside of Mike Davis, to be honest with you. Andre. Andre uh, 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 Olison and Olison, yeah. Hawkins, which, I mean, good David guy. Hawkins, yeah, that's my guy. But I mean, me and you pretty much agree on that. Taylor, who's your yeah. guy for Atlanta? Or, or, or are we missing anybody, Taylor? No, I just – listen, fuck it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to say Kyle Pitts is going to have the best – Rookie tight end season ever. Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Which is very Pitts. possible with the numbers, isn't it? Oh, no, it's not Evan Oh, wait, hold up. You talking about all the time? Well, the all time is Evan Ingram season of, yeah, of okay. his rookie year. But since 2000, Jeremy Shockey tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So since yeah. then. So in, sure the last, in the last yeah. fucking 20, okay. 20 years, we're looking at the best tight end season in history for that statement, which could not, it don't have to be a thousand, man. It could be in the 900 range, but you got to get that seven-plus touchdown threshold. And he's that's right up his alley. And man, Matt Ryan likes to tight end, and this guy is a tight end and a receiver and everything else. So that's it. He's a rookie. He's a guy that's automatically getting drafted as the fourth tight end overall, pretty much. Uh, sometimes fit depends between where him and Andrews debate through. But I mean, that that's just it. That's where it's that's at. High. That's high too. That's, it's, I mean, that's right where. His peak value is, but I think that you get that from Kyle Pitts. They're talking about using him all over all the formation. Over. He's not going to be blocking. Mm-mm. That's the type of guy you draft number one overall in your dynasty draft. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What up, Rich? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I, I like the call, Taylor. I like the conference. I like the call, and I'm actually with you. I think that's a it's a very, very high possibility of happening. Just the way they're going to utilize him outside of that tight end position. It's crazy that he's even fucking labeled a tight end right now. But uh. he's six seven, and he looks like he doesn't look that big. No, not at all. He looks like Jordan Matthews. Who got signed by the 49ers. Jordan Matthews is my 49ers sleeper pick. I'm telling you now, he's going to have a role in that offense. Oh, One of my favorite fantasy receivers. Hey, Kittle was down. Didn't he play that last year? No, Jordan Reed. It was Jordan yeah, Reed. Yeah, it was. Jordan Reed. Wrong Jordan. Good game. Wrong yeah, but Jordan. Jordan Matthews will be something. He has a better chance than Kelvin fucking Benjamin and Chris <laughs> Trash Ass. Which we'll get to. Anyway, yeah, so that's about it for Atlanta. Let's go on to the Panthers. Uh... God, Panthers have, can be an awesome offensive team if Sam Darnold can do something with the fucking – make the right decisions with the football. Cause. Okay, guys, we know CMC. And then you look at last year and you say, yeah, they got DJ Moore still, which took a setback last year. I mean, he still did his thing. He had a thousand yards. He had a season, but it's not what everybody expected because Robbie came in and took a lot of the chunk. Robbie with 95 catches, his first thousand-yard season – Last year, and that's my guy. I know it's kind of bullshit because he's kind of a guy that everybody's drafting too. But don't forget, Robbie Anderson. The only significant time he had as a New York Jets was when Sam Donald was throwing him the ball, 
And Newt Robbie was a guy you was drafting and playing two or three years ago prior to last year's Carolina explosion. Yep. I love the connection him and Darnold have, and I can see Robbie taking it even a step higher than what he did last year, which was his best year of his career. Um, besides that, eh, you got, what, Ian Thomas. Who's the third receiver on that team right Terrence now? Terrence Marshall? Marshall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to forget about him. But that's just yeah, it, and he is already shining. That's yeah, just he, it. He got the slot role. He's, he's going to be the guy. So that pushes me out, man. I know Darnold's connection with Robbie, and I understand the talent of DJ Moore. But with Terrence Marshall stepping up, man, if I'm drafting out of that between DJ Moore and Robbie, I'm going Robbie, and I'm going to take a step back and wait for him over who, DJ Moore. Who, who leads the teams in receiving touchdowns? Receiving touchdowns? I would say Robbie. Christian McCaffrey. Thank you. <laughs> that, 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 thank that, you. You, you see, and this is the thing, and that's, that's what I wanted to get to, which I like Robbie. I think he, him and Darnold had that connection. I understand everything. but Okay, we're talking strict. Okay, we're talking about DJ Moore's team. problem is he couldn't score touchdowns. Well, now you're going to take away touchdowns from Robbie Anderson because last year McCaffrey didn't hardly fucking play, but it was about three or four games. Three games, yeah. So McCaffrey's going to get a lot of those touchdowns. He's still the man over there. To me, they're all the same. You know, I'll take people want DJ Moore first. Cool, I'll take Robbie later on. I miss out on DJ Moore, Robbie. Shit, I want to get a little bit of that Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall. I'm good with fucking anybody in Carolina except for Sam Darnold. And like that, you said, though, if crazy. Sam Darnold can fit with this Joe Brady offense, bro, they could be a force to reckon with. Yes, they can have a great offense, and they Teddy can put Bridgewater did decent. He had a mediocre season, but he still produced fantasy players with Mike Davis, with McCaffrey in and out. With Robbie and DJ, so I think Darnold. It's hard to say, but I think Darnold can be a better quarterback than Teddy. So Darnold's my guy. There you go. Yeah, the Darnold got to be the guy you draft that nobody else is drafting. Because uh, yeah. I mean, fuck, he got weapons galore surrounding him. All he has to do is just go out there and produce. He's in an offense like he's in an offense where he's got a, his first great offensive mind that yes. he's playing with. Yes. he's got all the weapons. And he's got a great running back to take pressure off. I mean, you're getting for free. I think saying he's going to throw two touchdowns a game is probably his baseline. Yes. In that offense. It should be. It should be. Because, I mean, fuck, McCaffrey can go out there and get, he can get you to a game by himself. Not to a game. I know he's being crazy, but... Like, they're not, they don't necessarily pound the ball when they get in the red zone. No, you have a running back like McCaffrey, you can just fucking spread everybody out. Darnold should be right. That's just it. The last three years, the leading receptions for running back was two years ago, Christian McCaffrey, 101. Though three years ago, 101 for McCaffrey. Two years ago, 116 for McCaffrey. And last year was AK with 83 because McCaffrey was hurt. But in the games that McCaffrey did play, in just the three, and he got hurt on the fourth that he went out, I believe. Yeah. Out of, or he might have played three solid full games because he did get hurt at the end of the game of that Chiefs game yeah, with his shoulder. shoulder. Out of that, he had over 15 catches in those three games. Yes, he's the lead receiver. So he's going to get – yeah, if McCaffrey's else. going over 90 again, and with those 90 receptions, bro, it's six, seven touchdowns to fall in line. Yeah. And that could easily – and like you said, that could easily lead this team. If Sam Darnold has it, if he plays decent and doesn't turn the ball over, this is going to be a scary offense. Because Brady's going to make him spread it. Brady's going to make him spread it, bro. Look at yes. LSU. Look at what Burrow did and everything. Everybody ate. Listen, everybody, and last year, everybody ate. We love Burrow Teddy. Yeah. We, we love Teddy. Teddy's a good NFL quarterback, but he's not the guy to sling it. And look what he did last year with these weapons. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun offense to watch. Uh, Taylor, you have anybody else? I mean, I'm pretty, that's pretty much set with, with Carolina. Uh Let's let's go to uh let's go to the when Terrence Marshall wins the job, Sam Darnold under the gay system 
has targeted his slot, his slot wide receiver a lot. Yeah, ask Jason so, Crowder. Yeah, ask Crowder. <laughs> Crowder. Crowder loved that fucking position when Darnold was there with Gates. So, yeah, Terrence okay. Marshall could be somebody. Hey, That's just, it. Say, this is a scary offense. If you don't like Carolina, wake up because that offense is coming. On to the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, what's – I mean, what's your what running back? back? What running back? Yeah. That's what you're going to go you're, with. You got Evans, Godwin, A.B. Uh, A.B. You're going to do his thing. Tom Brady's You got there. Gronk. You got Gronk. Does uh, O.J. Howard play a role this year? Is to where is To where you could play him? I don't think he's healthy yet. I think he's still uh, coming back from injury, ain't he? Possibly. So, I mean, you're looking at the running backs. I like Rojo. I'm going to just put it out there. I know and Gio, I got a Fournette. In training camp, Gio caught a touchdown from Tom Brady. And that, so they're utilizing Gio in the early reps. Uh, but I'd rather Rojo. I know he doesn't catch the ball, but he's, I think he's a better runner. And I just hope. That he can get the goal line carries, which that's gonna go round, in and out. Around eight, nine, ten, I would maybe look at Leonard and Rojo, but Leonard and them's going before that, so I'm never gonna touch. Oh, this. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna touch this backfield. If ever. there's one I want, I'd rather have Rojo. I'd rather Leonard. I think so. he's the better runner at this point of their careers. Taylor, <sighs> who, who, who do you say. like to run a back? Probably Gio. Out of the three. The reason I don't like Geo is because they have a top defense. They have a top defense. They won't have to utilize Geo as much. And, and I do like – I think Geo is going to have that role. He's going to take over that D- role. Geo ain't going to be back. James White, though. No, he's not going to be a James White. Not in this offense. Not in this offense. There was no other receivers besides – You didn't have Godman, Edwins, and yeah, Evans, you didn't have and A.B. Yeah. Tom Brady doesn't have to check down. And this is a Bruce Arian offense that wants to go down the field. That's right. Not dump it off. Uh, and I understand a lot of people. That's why Gio's getting hyped. But that's fair. yeah, Gio's getting a lot of hype because of that. But he's not James White. James White, that that role was carved out in that offense. This is a totally different type of offense. But Gio is a third down back. You know, I know Leonard Fournette can catch. That's okay. It's, that's probably why he beats out Rojo for most carries. But Gio, when it's on, the, if they're down for any reason, Gio's going to be in the backfield ready to catch the ball from Tom Brady. Definitely, and it's just going to be like that. Is there anybody else that we should mention that y'all can think of? No. I, I can't find anybody fantasy relevant for this for this discussion right Great now. offense. Great offense. I mean, but you know who to pick. It's laid out in front of you. You got the three big receivers and roll your dice on the running backs. All right. On to the best team in football. Last but not fucking least. Who that? The New Orleans Saints. Stand up again. And it's looking more and more like it's going to be the Taysom Hill show. The Taysom Hill show, Taylor. I, I fought it. I fought it. But three, I, it's three training, happen. three training camps already, and Taysom has on the third day he rose again yeah. and outshined Jameis. Started so, as a special teamer and ended as a quarterback. It says to say, but you know, I've been so salty on this Taysom Hill concept. But when I'm starting to take a second and look back at it, Taylor, you might not be that wrong. On Taysom. Excuse me? Yeah, I know. I know. We're not repeating it. They, they, I'm not repeating it. They came it. from me too. But you, better, you, better, you better listen to the show yeah, again. listen to bitch. the show again, man. It's the only time we're ever going to fucking say No, I know, Taylor, you know, I gave him shit. I'm a Saints fan, so if Taysom's a quarterback week one, then fuck it, I'm going to roll with him. But with the type of offense we're going to have to run, especially with the MT news. But what's getting me and what's making me make this turn is because he's been shining in training camp, and it has not been anything of him running the ball. It has strictly been on his passing. And I think and over that's this, what he worked on. exactly. That's what he worked on all 
And that's what's coming out now. I haven't got one report about him breaking run. The only reports I get is about the throws he's making. And unfortunately, Jameis had a rough day today, or it was yesterday or whatever. But uh, it's looking like Taysom is going to be the quarterback. We know AK is going to feed. We say that. AK should be the focal point. AK did struggle last year when Taysom was in at times. But, I mean, what? It was uh, the game against the Philly, uh, Philly that was kind of a trap game. Another game against fucking Denver, which Denver threw the ball yeah. seven fucking times. I they, mean, yeah, we don't have to around. incorporate that, you know? So, it's tip for tat there, man. Kamara is the guy. He is going to be the guy for this team. Are y'all going to bring up the big news? We, yes, talked about we, we, talked we talked about, about Michael Thomas. Are you talking about the Chris Hogan signing? No, Devonta Freeman. I know. Johnny's dick got horrible. He can, he can hear he you inside you. the house when you said that. Uh, I think he's still holding on to it. Richard's trading Devonta Freeman for a first-round pick right now, anybody, if y'all want him. Just saying. Devonta Freeman is nothing but a depth piece that's going to be on a run-heavy team. And you know, Nick Under, Nick Underhill. What does that signing and that, it tells you that they are sleep. It, it tells you that they. It tells you that they still don't respect Latavius Murray. Is what it tells you. Because since Las Vegas, Latavius Murray has did good in Vegas. He has did good in fucking uh, Minnesota, and he has did good with New Orleans. And at the same time, at the end of the day, it's still not enough. I don't think Devontae Free was incorporated much. Nick Underhill is a beat reporter for the Saints. One of my favorite awards. I mean, he is there everything. He is in depth. He's probably the best beat reporter for the Saints. And when he put, he's always on the hype side, but he was like, breaking in Devontae Freeman could open up so much for Alvin Kamara. And I was like, you fucking jag. Why would you say that? But when you sit back and look at it, man, Devontae Freeman did, was a number one player in fantasy one year with the Atlanta Falcons. I know it's years removed now, but he has a skill. He's behind the best offensive line he's ran behind in his career. Correct. Correct. So I'm not, I'm not being bold. I'm not saying Devonta Freeman is even somebody relevant in being in fantasy. But, but, he, but what I'm saying is, is that five to seven carries a game is is significant. To me, it's significant for Murray. Correct. Kamara's gonna get his touches, whether it's, it's running the ball or catching. Uh, he was gonna have his I runs. I expect his snaps to go up. I don't think Alvin Kamara gets more work. No, Alvin Kamara no, no, no. stays the same. Well, yeah, but every year, he Alvin has the is same an efficient monster, bro. He that but Alvin has made a career on efficiency, and he's not gonna change that now. He's gonna, yeah, they're not giving him more carries. They're not giving him more catches. He's gonna get you eighty catches. He's gonna carry the ball the same way he fucking carries the ball. This is more of a Latavius Murray threat than it is anything else. I mean, it's not even a threat. I don't think so. It's not a threat. It's just like Taylor said. They're gonna run the fuck on the ball. And Freeman is just another piece of that puzzle. Just like the Colts. We were talking about Marlon Mack getting five to six carries. I can see Freeman doing something like that on a run-heavy team. Now, here's what I think about the Saints is that uh, they are going to run the ball more. I don't think Alvin Kamara has more carries. I just think the Saints have more carries to give. So that's what Devontae Freeman yeah. is going to absorb. Like... There's not going to be, like, you know, a scenario where Kamara is getting 80% of the work ever, even though there's more carries to go around. Definitely not. I totally understand that. I totally respect that. But I just don't see it being that significant. I mean, I know you brought it up just to make a shits and gigs, but that, like you said, that shows you right there the direction we're going, and we're going to be a run-heavy fucking team. A run-heavy? 
Oh, way more, way more than, way more, way more than when we had him and Mark running the ball. You know, because you got to incorporate the run plays from Taysom. So, I mean, if you can see in our stat box thirty attempts a game as a, as a team rushing, that does not surprise me yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna run this shit out the ball. But this is the big question: What receiver do you want to own in New Orleans? Marcus Callaway. I'm a Marcus Callaway fan. I love Harris, though. Harris is a sneaky Yeah, player. Harris already going to face possibly a two-game suspension. I know. Because of the late DUI he got Thursday night or early Friday morning. So He's looking most likely at two games. But Harris showed last year, I think it was Chicago he played, where he was like the leading receiver and he fucking yeah. blew up. Like, and, you know, at the first year he was a Pro Bowl kick returner. We loved him or whatever. The next year they started finding out ways to get him the ball in the passing game. I think Still now, couldn't go deep because Drew couldn't get it to him. Exactly, so. which you know, I think they could draw. I love Callaway. To me, he, he's the Callaway is Mike T. Junior for the team. Yes, you just throw. He's going to get the most of the targets. Callaway is going to get ten plus targets a game, and that's if 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 it comes down to us having to heavily pass the ball. But I wouldn't mind stashing Harris and waiting to see how they utilize him because there was weeks last year that I started Harris. And then we still got to watch and see because the Saints still might bring in a veteran and or the Saints still might trade. I was reading some shit today and there's a little talk to maybe reunite with Brandon Cooks with a trade through Houston. Um, There's also a talk I've seen that uh, it sounds so fucking gross and I don't want to say it, but... Possibly Nikhil Harry even coming down to the Saints. I'd rather Taylor go out there and (laughs) catch the ball. Uh, I mean, okay, y'all, we're running deep into this. That, that's your pick. I mean, the Saints is a question mark. Usually before you're like, AK, and then we still even talk about Troutman. Who oh, everybody well, should. I mean, Trout, he, Troutman's getting drafted, though. He's yeah, getting, Troutman's he's, getting drafted. Troutman should eat, bro. 99% catch rate. <laughs> we're going to see, bro. It's going to be a big thing if Adam Troutman finishes with a better fantasy outlook than Kyle Pitts this year. Oh. Just saying. Maybe Kelsey. I mean, if the thing is, is that I don't think Troutman is going to be used in the slot. I don't think he's going to be lined up wide. I think he's going to strictly be lined up as a tight end. Yeah, yeah. And the way they're talking about using Kyle Pitts is just going to be a bonanza for fantasy. He's going to be all over the formation. But, I mean, I mean, Kyle Pitts could, uh, uh, Troutman could be, could get that much work. He's my pick for the Saints, is Troutman. Yeah, but, I mean, people are drafting Troutman expecting the hype. What receiver would you take? If you had to pick one receiver from the Saints, Taylor, uh, who would you take? Chris Hogan. Uh, no, Deontay Harrison, the guy that got suspended. Yeah, I, I like Harrison. I'd rather Callaway. I'd take Harris second. As far as Chris Hogan, uh, they, he, whatever fucking dumpster he can allegedly, out of. Allegedly, we haven't, we haven't spoke on it, but allegedly you're saying Trey Quad is the first guy gone? Because we didn't even talk no. about Trey Quad. Trey Quad, no, we know what Trey Quad is now. Trey Quad's a deep threat. He's just strictly a deep threat. He's a Dever Henderson. Drake Walker reminds me of a shitbag Dever Henderson. Yeah, he's just a poor man's Dever Henderson. He's a deep ball threat. He'll get you one here and there, but it's not, he's not a threat. I love Harris, man. I like I love Callaway. He's like I said, he's a to me the more well-rounded receiver. But I, if they can be, if they can put Harris in the offense and make plays for him to get the ball in open space, man, Harris can be pretty good this year. While yeah. Mike Thomas is out, Mike Thomas should be back midseason. All right. Well, that wraps it up, guys. Who's going to win the NFC South? New Orleans Saints. Saints. It's got to be the Bucks. Sorry, guys. Wow, you're going to look stupid at the end of the year. Wow, I can't wait till we cloud you on that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll lose to them in the first round of the playoffs, but we're going to win the division. <laughs> it's our division to win, damn it. 
Four years in a row, baby. <laughs> All right, man. That was a good show, guys. Good rundown of everybody. Kind of give everybody an in-depth look if you ain't been doing your research, Dodie. Um, this is what you do, guys. You know, you look into it. You dig deep into these teams. And now you start watching training camp. Um, next show, we're going to break down the AFC roster side. And uh, that'll be that. Anything uh, else? Dave, Dave, you take us off. I'm, I'm going to sign out right now. Uh, Hall of Fame game next Thursday. It's preseason, but it's coming. It's football, here, baby. Fo- football's here, man. I love it. My, I, my, my, I got the, the free songs right now just thinking about it. Uh, ah, football, man. Taylor, you got anything? Cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready for the season to start. It's an 18-game season this year, so, we, you know, we get an extra week of football. It's going to be fun. Uh, got a couple bets on the table, so it's going to be a good season. <laughs> I'm excited. That's it. That's it. Uh, football's back. Yep, well, he's Taylor, he's Ben, and I'm Dave. We'll see y'all next time. Fuck you, Dota. Bitch. Hey.